morning, Roxy Soxy. Good morning, Tam Tam. We're finally on the same continent. We're in the same continent and we are back. (laughs) I've had so many DMs like, are you guys <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys cared. <laughs> like, maybe we should go on hiatus a lot more often. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know. It's like riding a bike again. Like, yeah. we, we, we took a little minute and now we're fresh and we're ready. Although I don't know how to ride a bike, Roxy. So you're going <laughs> to no, you don't. Are you, you serious? That? Don't you know that? I've no. Only, I feel like it's the only thing. No, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. Um, but that is a main one. I don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. I mean, oh I my- gave up. Yeah. I just, my father didn't push it and I blame him too. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i still blame him it's all my trauma that i talk about in therapy because my father didn't ride bike but um no i don't know how to ride a bike so maybe it's like getting back on it's like getting back to sex after you yes. you know have had a baby how about that mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little painful at the beginning, but once you get in, you're once in. Once you get you know? into it, like, I like it. I like it. Why don't we do this more often? <laughs> I am just so excited to be back because I've definitely missed you. I missed you too. I missed you too, boo. And I'm grateful for our next guest. You know, it's funny because mm-hmm. I used to like stalk her so much that like I think even in I think even in a time when I, I was like going through like a really crappy comparison stage and like, I was like, oh, I should go through my list and like unfollow all the people that make me feel bad about myself. And I came across her and I was like, well, she's really hot and she's really beautiful and funny, but there's something about her that I think, like, I feel like we could be friends. So I'm going to keep her on my Instagram list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay following her. Um, and yeah, she's gotten me through a lot of hard shit. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes you have to laugh through all the pain right Mm -hmm. that's what we do and there's been a lot of pain since Mm -hmm. the last couple of years and you know I've had two kids and you've had a kid so um she's definitely made me feel less alone less isolated um less you know in my mothering journey as well so who do we have on Roxy Sexy? well you're right she definitely gives that magic she makes us all feel less alone and she's so fucking funny so we are so excited to welcome actress New York Times bestselling author, mom, the woman, the myth, the legend, Jenny Mullen. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks, Thanks for so having me. Wow, what an intro. I'm just so <laughs> flattered. It is true. Are you in your bedroom right now? Because I love these. Yeah, I'm on the floor in my bedroom. <laughs> I have nowhere better to like set up a shop. I actually turned my office into a pantry because I needed to store more food in my apartment. So. Um, my husband, so we moved to Nashville and he's, he's all about like, he's like, he was an only child and he always needs his like space. And so he turned our pantry into his office and it's the size oh, of the pantry. Like it's so he tiny. went the opposite direction. Yeah. So now, it. now he's got this tiny little office and like, he sits there with the one dog and like, he's so happy, like writing his stuff. So how sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cute. Were mm-hmm. you really stuck in an elevator coming yeah. here? Yeah. So I got stuck in an elevator coming here. I was like, I'm going to be late to this thing. Like I had seen, and I saw, then I saw your Instagram story and you looked so pretty. And I was like, I look like shit. I just having a zit injected at the dermatologist. Like this is really not a great uh, first impression. Um, but yes, I was. And now I'm out. Thank God. <laughs> what is your worst fear, Roxy? Because that oh is my, my that honestly, that and flying. So flying and being stuck in an elevator are my two worst fears and being poisoned. But that's a totally, but what is your worst fear? Okay. My worst fear, and you know about this, is the fear of death. Like I am oh, that's so right. petrified yeah. of like dying and like the finality of it and like yeah. what's coming next. Like, but that's like a very age appropriate fear. Like that sort of took over my fear mm-hmm. when I was younger was like, I'm going to be abducted by aliens. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be kidnapped and taken across the border and like sold as a sex slave in Mexico. Those are my like childhood fears. Uh-huh. I had like a Rocky, I mean, my, there were very no normal parent, childhood. No, no parental supervision. Yeah. Um, but now it is now it's like, Oh my God, I have this disease. I have this disease. This yes. Is, the wheels are falling off and it drives mm. Jason fucking crazy. He's like, can you get it back on Zoloft already? <laughs> Cause I can't live with you this way. I mean, my husband is always like, uh, let me guess, you're going in for another medical task. Cause I have medical anxiety, anxiety, you know, and it's like, he's like, let me guess, you're going in for another MRI. I'm like, maybe. 
I literally, I'm, I'm going to show you my email. I just wrote pap smear, um, uh, like last night at 102, because I was like flicking through TikTok and this poor lady was like, I've got five kids and I've got a year to live. The problem with, with TikTok is because of the algorithm oh, for you page, you oh. those all the way through and list literally the entire thing is, you know, people who are coming to the end of their lives through oh, cancer. <gasps> and it, yeah. So don't, if you watch one of those videos, those, that, that is what they oh. will to you jenny oh. whoa that i i can't that i cannot be on tiktok i mean literally no. i just had a pap smear i left I was, everything was fine i left my doc and then i got an email from you like a week later and i was like everything's normal and i'm like hold on when i left i thought everything was fucking normal you mean <laughs> i had pending tests for a week and i didn't stress out about it i mean that was a missed opportunity i would have been like in a fucking spin i know who knew I and it gets so much worse too. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but once now I've had kids, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, it just like builds up and oh it's like even God. worse, the paranoia and like the fear, you know? No, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but I like kept my kids home all last week. Oh, I know. I couldn't. Yeah. I just wasn't it was, ready. It really did. So if It affected so many of, you know, all my friends or moms and um, my daughter's at a camp up the road and I don't care. My husband has sat at that camp for two days straight. Like yeah, he's yeah, sat there, like he's, you know, they're in their room and they're playing and they're doing dodgeball and all that. And he's mm-hmm. sitting in the office outside mm-hmm. and she's very frustrated that she sees him. And I'm like, I would rather her be frustrated and, and feel safer of mm-hmm. especially with what's going yes. on. He feels yes. safer. And my poor husband, like, what's he going to do? Like he's, you know, he doesn't have like a weapon on him, but you know, I don't know. It's just for my own peace of mind that I feel like if anything happened that he would, at least I would trust that he would try everything he could to get in there. Oh yeah. I'm like, bring you the fucking bullets on. I don't care. Like I'm going to be charging, charging. There was nothing. I mean, or I'd be like in like police, you know, I'd be the one in the handcuffs with like pepper gas in my face. I don't know, but like, I would at least go down with a fight. Yeah. Yeah. How tragic that those parents had to take it into their own hands, you know, and just try to storm the building and save their kids, you know? No, at night I think about it over and over again, as if like thinking about it, I can like undo it somehow, you know, it's like that kind of trauma that you just like keep replaying to, I don't know. It's, it may, like, I think about, I look at Canada and I, and I, and Australia and it's like, Mm -hmm. why are we why, when did like America become such a third world country? I mean, it's mm-hmm. insane right now. Mm-hmm. The things that are being like, just. And it's not even logical. For me, it's like not even logical to be able to have a weapon that the only sole intent is to cut through flesh. That is it. Mm-hmm. There's not, and you know, it's not for hunting. It's not for self-defense. No. I'm not mm-hmm. even, I don't even like gun culture in general. Like I come from Australia. So I, I actually didn't ever see a gun until I came <clears> to the States. Like, wow. you know, and we didn't ever even heard about it. There's not even been one report, like in, I think it's been 20 years since the last shooting. Yes. Um, I mean, does that tell you everything? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, and so, and so like to actually be able, like I said to my husband the other day, I said, you know, that Tamman, little old Tamman could go today and buy a military style weapon. Like I could go and buy one. He's like, yeah, I guess that's strange. I'm like, it's very strange. I don't know how to use it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. Totally. Yeah. So it's so, it's it's so scary. And it's just like, so sad that, that I I don't know. I I don't know that. I don't think that this should be like a, an issue with that, with sides. I I don't, that's the thing that really baffles me because even my friends who support the second amendment Mm -hmm. are kind of of the same mind that this Mm -hmm. is out. It's gotten out of control here. But again, like the second amendment, it's like, Guys, we don't, we know at this point, like nobody's really taking the Bible literally, are they? Like, mm-hmm. why are we taking this so literally? Yes, like, sure, you can have, you have the right. right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have the right to bear arms, but we're not saying you have the right to fucking have, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, Mad Max fucking house. Yeah, say they, they like the whole issue needs to be re-examined for sure. And like they need to, yeah. you know, we need to come up with solutions because these kids are dying, you know? Yeah, it's like it's beyond sick of Yeah. To start off on like such a bummer time. I know. <laughs> and we're done. I want to know more about you. I I you were born in Arizona, that's correct, right? Um yes. this is a nice way to start. Let's just start yes. here. <laughs> Um, you went to UCLA, right? So you, so you left Arizona and moved to UCLA to go to college. Mm -hmm. You always interested in the arts in some way. Was it, was it like, when do you remember that 
passion? Was it from when you were like three, four, five, six, seven, or was it, did it like, um, did it grow as you, you got older? Well, my sister's always like, Jenny, you were always a fucking actress. She's like, I, we would get two fifty <laughs> allowance and I would go to the store to buy like these like Asian paper masks that like were different people. <laughs> and I would make her pretend that I was her foreign exchange student that was like <laughs> living with her. And she would buy Lee Press on nails. I mean, like that is truly us in a nutshell. Yeah. Like, all I ever wanted to do was like make believe, tell stories, like, I don't know, escape what was happening was- around me. <laughs> um, but then, yeah. And then I got into theater probably I was, it was like the beginning of like around like seventh grade, I did my first show and I was like, Oh my God, wait there's a job where my parents will have to sit in a dark room and listen to me talk for two hours. I want to do that. Yeah. That was like what I knew. And that was, yeah. And it just like took hold. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. Um, and then, yeah, I did theater all through high school and at some point, you know, broke the news to my doctor father that I was going to major in theater and not like, you know, I mean, it was all like downhill from there. (laughs) What was like, um, early family life like for you? Like, what was like the dynamic, you know, like it was like, have you ever seen the movie mermaids with Cher? Yeah. So my mom is like Cher and I guess I'm Winona. (laughs) (laughs) It was very wild. I mean, it was very, she, you know, at, like, you know, at 15, she said, you're going to need to get a fake ID if you want to keep hanging out with me. It was like that type of vibe. Wow. We should like take us to nude beaches when we were really young and be like, what's what's the problem, guys? Why are you so prude? You know, like, like, I'm like that with my kids. I'm like, we're always naked. And my husband's like pulling down all the (laughs) time. Yeah. Just a body. I'm like, we, we, we talk about guns all the time. Who cares? It's just a body. It's just a boob. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. So like, it was fun, but it was very like, uh, I mean, again, like it wasn't the safest of environments for a child. (laughs) So when you started, you know, falling in love with the arts, did you feel, you know, like for me, I kind of felt like I could do anything when I was, so I start. I was a child actor. I started at 16 in Australia um, on a TV show out there. And I felt like, you know, I was so in love with the, the, the being, you know, an actress. And I kind of felt like I could do anything and I could do no wrong. And then at some point I started to compare myself. And at some point the pain and the comparison and the I'm not good enough and the self-esteem kind of all sort of started to take a dive. Did you experience that in LA when you first started or did you just kind of like balls to the wall? Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. And like, fuck you all. I'm going to be successful. (laughs) I mean, no, you have to have some, like, you know, you have to be delusional to like want to be an actor in general. Like you have to truly like believe your own like bullshit on like such a deep level. Um, So I had that going for me, (laughs) but I also had already experienced so much rejection in my life that it, it, it almost felt like the rejection, not that it felt comfortable, but that like Mm -hmm. it was expected in some way. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I mean, it's very alcoholic, like just LA in general. And um, I, I think that, the rejection really fueled me. Like I am a person who, when you tell me no, it makes me push harder. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I became anorexic. Like I definitely like hated myself and went through like the comparison things as well. But the pain is like what defined me and drove Mm -hmm. me to like, get to where I am now. I mean, like I started tweeting because I was so frustrated playing roles that I hated or being, you know, just like these thankless female mm-hmm. sidekicks mm-hmm. and the rage is what made me funny. So in mm-hmm. a way it's like, I don't think I would have wanted it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look back and I'm like, God, like there was a time in my life when all I wanted was just like my face on a billboard on like La Cienega and like a you know, sugar-free frozen yogurt punch card for my <laughs> Like that was my goal. And like, now I'm like, that's so small. That's just, small I know. Goal. Like, yeah. why was I, I believed, like I fell into this, like the, like, I don't know, the mind fuck of Hollywood where I was like, I'm only as good as the last pilot I shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't give a fuck about acting, <laughs> you know, I'm like acting like that's only like one small, like piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, 
with the books, I feel so free because I'm like, I'm the master of this yeah. entire universe. I'm playing every role. I'm deciding mm-hmm. what happens next. Like it is so fucking great. Like going from such a career that was so ephemeral and so mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you'll get the part, maybe you yeah. won't. Mm-hmm. But like having it exactly as I want it and it's in my hands and I can hold it and it's tangible and it's there forever. Like that for me is control. Just, it's everything. Yeah. It's control on like the ultimate level. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you kind of make that jump from acting to writing? Like, was there something like a project yeah. that you had in mind or like, how did that like transpire? Well, okay. So I got my first agent off of a one woman show that I wrote at UCLA. So like, I kind of was I guess a memoirist even then mm-hmm. but um I never like thought I could be a writer I mean I I again like I was like dyslexic I I what was I gonna there was no way I was gonna attempt to be like mm-hmm. you know, so I would have never done that but um uh, I started tweeting and in the, at that time in LA like it really there was this democratization of comedy where like women mm-hmm. voices were being sort of lifted up and mm. you could get seen. So all of a sudden it's like, I had like accrued this following and it, and it was like pretty substantial people were following me. And that, that was just shocking. I, you know, it's how I met Lena Dunham. It's how I met Johnny, mm. Jenny Connor. It's how like I met Danny Zucker and, and, you know, there was like Jenny Johnson who's hysterical. Kelly Oxford was there. It was just like a group of us that mm-hmm. kind of were part of this movement. And what happened was they were like getting book deals. Mm. and I was really good friends with Chelsea Handler because I had shot a movie with her when I was 26 mm-hmm. that my dog also starred in um, <laughs> and, um, and I had seen Chelsea do it and I was like you know what wouldn't it be cool if I could like I had all these crazy stories mm-hmm. like, what if I could what if I could like write a book one day I mean that would be just mm-hmm. so cool mm-hmm. uh, and so after a year of you know well, no, it was after a few years of tweeting and a year of writing for Playboy Online, I was writing these short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I think I have enough material that like I should just send out a book proposal. Mm-hmm. And that book became my like you just the way I am. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it happened. And it was so like, again, like my journey was fraught with rejection. Yeah. Constant knows it wasn't that easy at all. But like, for whatever reason, the opportunity presented itself. And like, believe me when I tell you, like I was so eclipsed by my husband who was like already famous, who like mm-hmm. I resented him for being famous. I hated <laughs> that, like no. I was like 28 and hot and would walk into a room and like only anybody wanted, all they wanted to do was like take a photo with him. <laughs> but like, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's so funny. Cause, and for all the people listening, I can just tell you, I can assure you that like, if you just keep beating the pavement, Mm-hmm. and like follow your path like it will find you like what you are supposed to do will fucking find you and i there were so many times where I like i was like i cannot but why why is this not working like yeah. why am i so close on every part and like just like not getting them you know mm-hmm. things like that things i wanted just like didn't manifest mm-hmm. but like what's happened now in retrospect mm-hmm. is so much fucking better than anything i could have mm-hmm. like imagined that right. like thank god that I just wish somebody had told the young me, like, shut the fuck up. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just follow it. Just you trust know, I, the process. Trust your path. Mm-hmm. Inspired action, though, because, you know, like what you're saying, I got so frustrated. I'm in my later 30s now and, you know, so close. Always one of two, right? Always one of two. And it's always, you know, you're not tall enough, skinny enough, you know, look like, you, you look like somebody that the director had an ex who he hates. Yeah. It's, it's oh yeah. Enough. Always something. And, and, weird. and you sit there and you go, but I feel like I'm good enough. And I feel like I could, but something is blocking this manifestation of my own dream. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just started, my husband is a, is a writer and a director and we were like, fuck it, just do it yourself. It's inspired action, like be inspired and then actually make that first step. And yeah. it's it's hard and you're constantly doubting yourself and you're constantly, it's constantly your inner critique, right? Of like, you're never yeah. enough, it's never gonna, but but then what the fuck do you have to lose? That there's nothing. We don't know what's gonna happen when we die. If we don't know right. like how the universe, how how far it goes on, all these panic attacks we have about death is, is you know, every time that I turn off the light, I think about, it's like, well, if, it, if we don't know, then just at least just, Put everything into it and then just see what yeah. happens, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. God, throw it all against the wall because you just, you really never know. 
And like the thing you're saying about, you know, I guess it's like one of two, one of this, one of that. It's like now being on the other side of it and like having cast people and things. I'm literally yeah. like, I, I actually got to even like cast my dog, which was like, so it was a full on casting couch situation. But uh, you realize, oh my God, it's so not about you. Like mm-hmm. when I see these people, I'm like, it's just an essence. Like, you know, and, and they're all great actors. Mm-hmm. Not even that's the fucking mind fuck. Cause you grow up thinking like, well, only the best actress is going to get the lead in the play, mm-hmm. but that's not how Hollywood works. And it's just, you know, it's like, do you want to gamble? Do like, it, do you want to just ride it? Or do you want, or if you want control, like you have to make your own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And oftentimes we stand in our own way, you know, so we gotta, we gotta unblock but pe- ourselves. But I think that people think like, okay, I worried about that for so many years. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm blocking my own way. Yeah. Like it would <laughs> happen if I was just more positive, if I just thought more positive about it. That's bullshit. No, it's not happening. Cause it's not your thing. Something else is for you. Like mm-hmm. you can't like, don't drive yourself crazy with like, oh, I'm not manifesting it or I'm not thinking right about it. Cause like all that secret shit did, it just made me crazy. And mm. now I look back, I'm like, I was just torturing myself for no reason. Like it was just not how it was supposed to unfold for me. And thank uh-huh. God it didn't. Yeah. The girls whose careers I wanted, the fucking actresses who I was like, I would kill to uh-huh. have that on, on Dexter. I would kill to have yeah. like booked that job on, you know, whatever it was. Now I'm like, Rules of engagement. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking, thank God I didn't. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so much happier with like what I have now mm-hmm. versus like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, so yes, okay. I just think you ha- have to know it's just, it's your thing is out there and there's yeah. nothing you can do to prevent it mm-hmm. or affect it. Like you just have to move forward. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Well, let's switch gears yeah. a little bit because we're all, uh, we all have our partners, but why do I think that? Why do I, that sound comes to my head when I, <laughs> you <laughs> and I talking about I men. She calls me when she has sex, by the way. She's like, I, I did it. I'm like, oh, hey girl, hey girl. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so Jenny, you met your husband. Blind date? Is that? Yes, we met on a blind okay. date. Mm-hmm. Okay, blind date. And then movie happens and then it's instant love? Is it like immediate? Is it? Yeah. It was like, it was actually, um, again, like, I guess this is a great like segue from what we were just talking about. But what happened was somebody said, um, you know, my this guy wanted to date my sister and he was repping mm-hmm. the writer of the movie. And he said, do you, do your sister's an actress? Does she want to come in on this Kate Hudson movie? And I had like a decent agent at the time, but nobody who was getting me a Kate Hudson mm-hmm. movie, you know, <laughs> second lead fucking audition. And I was like, yes, I'm coming in. I'll be right there. <laughs> I went in and read. And then I like, you know, went, made it the second round, whatever. And he was like, thanks for making me look good. Cause I mean, I could have sucked. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. And he said, you want to have the password to see the audition tapes, to see the other girls you're up against. And I was like, <laughs> you, you think I want that? I mean, I've only been waiting my whole life for somebody to offer me the password. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my house, like smug as fuck watching these girls, although the normal girls I was up against, like there were only like a handful of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling great because again, like I'm just seeing like, you know, the, the, the like myth there's that they're like sprinkling pixie dust all over the room, but then you uh-huh. see their tapes. You're like, they didn't do anything yeah, that different. I, mm-hmm. What? So that felt great and mm-hmm. like life affirming. And then he said, while you're at it, we're choosing between two guys. One is this guy, Todd Grinnell. And mm-hmm. one is this guy, Jason Biggs. And I was like, oh, well, you got to give it to Todd. Like, Jason Biggs, he's that guy from like those teen comedies, like fuck him. You know, he's already famous. Like I'm not famous. And like, I wanted to, of course, root for the underdog, mm-hmm. just like, you know, projecting all my own bullshit onto the situation. Um, and then I watched the tape and Jason was superb, like truly mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like such a good actor. It's crazy. So and, and like, and he's so underrated. So I, I called the guy back. I was like, you mm-hmm. got to give it to Jason. He's so talented and like I was a snobby theater major I'm like I didn't know he was good I just yep. assumed he was like mm-hmm. a teen whatever uh and then so like a couple of weeks later he called me uh and and he's like hey would you go on a double date with me and your sister and Jason Biggs mm. 
And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like that wasn't where I thought it was going at all. Mm -hmm. But again, I didn't want to like fuck up my opportunity to be in this movie. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) do whatever you got to do. Right. I'm like, what do I do? (sighs) Like, I don't want to date an actor. And because I hadn't dated an actor and it, and I had been in the business long enough, like that I felt like pretty good about that. Yeah. I wore like a badge of honor. And um, she's like, Jenny, just come. It's free sushi. So I went on a date. I met him. I was like, he's cool. We hit it off, but it wasn't like anything serious. I remember telling someone, I'm like, I mean, I like him. I mean, he's not the one, but like he was nice. Hot <laughs> two, we both ended up getting cast in the movie. And like, we were married nine months later, nine months wow. after meeting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was meant to be. I mean, it was meant to be. And again, yeah. like you cannot control like, you know, your destiny. It I had this similar situation when I first met my husband, he was the director of the movie. And like, he actually, I think I told you this Roxy, when we mm-hmm. just moved from LA, we went through mm-hmm. all our old uh, memorabilia and, and all our old stuff in the, in the garage. And he came across the cast list and I was on it right of his movie. <sighs> And he circled me and wrote, she's the one, <gasps> right? For the oh movie. Like, I want to cast her oh, for the, the movie. Okay. Circled, I really want, I'm going like, <laughs> to frame it and put it next to the bedroom and be like, see, That's every so time you cool. fight with me, I'm just your fucking one. Um, but I did I not that. have that first spark at all. And then mm. I remember we were doing like rehearsals and he looked over and he was like looking at me really like, not like a director <laughs> and I was like oh I think he's interested in me which is so like he was so much older it was probably not the right thing like now it would not have gone down well um how much like, older is he he's 12 years older okay oh that's not I'm bad. like he's 34 years older <laughs> like my stepmom you is only seven years older than me and they're like 30 some years apart so I'm like I mean, it's weird because like, I think it's nothing until like recently I said to him, I'm like, oh, you're going to die first. And like, that's really <laughs> frustrating. Yes. I'm going to be like 76, I'm assuming like 75 and be like, I'm going to go like find another like date. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have to go out on the market at like yeah. six when he's dead. So Hilarious. that is. <laughs> so I love being like the young wife. Like I feel like it's annoying that Jason's only a year older than me. I'm like, mm. I want to feel like I'm just like young yeah. that you just like have. <laughs> <laughs> when I get older, like Roxy, yours is a little older. They start to get like, yeah. oh, my back hurts. Yeah. Like, I'm still, I've got some, still some zest left. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to have sexy time? And he's like, it was 10 30. That's probably, that's why it's better for you to be dating or married to someone who's a year old. <laughs> yeah, they crazy. really lean into their age like at a certain point. You know, it's like the back hurts, the headaches, you know. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> so what is the secret to keeping a spicy marriage though? Spicy? I don't or know. Do my marriage has never marriage? been spicy. Oh. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, my, my first book, I talk about how like I hired this prostitute for Jason when we first met. And it's a comedy of errors. Like it's very Larry David caper. It's not okay. as odd as it sounds. Yeah. Like, I don't know guys. I'm not like, I, I'm left-handed. Like I can barely, I don't know if I could ever like give a good hand job. I mean, I'm not really somebody who knows how to be spicy. Cause I have to undercut with comedy. Um, mm. He always used to be like, my wife is the best. She gives decent head. <laughs> decent, decent. Yeah. So no, like, I don't know. It's never been spicy. It's just been fun. Mm. It's just been funny. Yeah. That's what carries you through though. It's like the fun yeah, times, right? Totally. It's like, yeah, no, it's just hilarious over here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like coming through like the pandemic too. You're just like, fuck, you know, like yeah. being on top of each other for years and years. Yes. It's like You have to be able to laugh. Exactly. I've lived on top of you. I don't want to be on top, <laughs> on top of you. <laughs> I don't know. I try to like do this, you know, mm. know, even if we don't want to, I try to at least once or twice a week be like, okay. What? Once or twice you know, a week? I know. I'm actually, we I know there. But a fight last night because I was like, you know, it's been like eight days. So I think we're, Wait, are we're you headed kidding? to the therapist. <laughs> I've never, Jason, I, like I'm telling you guys, he has never once like tried to pressure me for sex, like, or ever I said it's been, yeah. however many days. No, we can go like a month or like a month and a half, two months without having He sex. doesn't drop hints or anything. He's no, not like, it's And we're time. so proud of ourselves when we have sex. We're like, oh, we're the bros. <laughs> no, but like we, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I like I have like an over-sexualized mother. So like for me, like sex, there's like, I'm just like not. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's hard for me to like get like, I, it's just not like my love language. Yeah. You know, mm. some people it truly is for me. I prefer gifts. I think it's just for me it's like feeling grounded like the world is so uh, out of control and there is nothing for me that feels more vulnerable and I spend my whole life trying not to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and so it's even sometimes it's hard for me to get into the whole vulnerability of sex but Mm. that's happening I feel really connected to my partner and on a level that doesn't happen when we're not having sex um wow yeah yeah, and you're I really mean, hot. I would want to have sex with you all the time too. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm yeah, available so. when you're in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> she can make it happen. I can <laughs> make it happen. I'll be there on the 17th. <laughs> well, now that you're talking about vulnerability, you know, it's an interesting question because I also have like a really hard time being vulnerable just in everyday life with my partner. Yes. In general, I find that I can only really be vulnerable with my daughter. Um, mm, interestingly yeah, totally. enough yeah like with my kids it feels safe you know oh, like course, a whole yes. bit so how about you are you is it easy for you to kind of get to that level of like being vulnerable no or you I'm are, always okay. like one foot out like Jason's like yeah. are, are you like in this <laughs> yeah. like I love you but like if you left me or died I'd be fine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always like what the fuck no like he goes away again it's similar you know he he's he'll be on a movie for a month somewhere else. And he's like, hello, hello. He literally writes Jenny in caps, texts me over and over again, because when he's, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's just like, a, a like, I'm sure like a function of like my own, like, you know, childhood of animate, but mm. I just sort of like move on. <laughs> so bad. When, when, before we had kids, one, his sister was living with me in the summer and he was shooting like, I don't know, another, a movie actually in Atlanta. And he called, mm. he called, she's like, Jay, Jay. There's a guy, he's living here. He's wearing your bathrobe and he's doing jumping jacks out by the swimming pool and, and, and jump rope. Like, do you know who that is? And Jason called me. He's like, what? There's a guy living there. I was like, yes, I moved my acting coach, David in. <laughs> I feel safer at night, like with a man here. And he's like, Jenny. So he's yeah, like, why no, didn't I, you tell me? I'm like, to like, just kind of, no, I don't know how to be vulnerable guys. It, I want to be more like is. you though. I think I do because like, I, you know, how you say like, you had a sense of abandonment. My mom was like, always like there, right. Always helicopter. And I love her so much. If she listened to it, I love you, mom. <laughs> um, please don't leave me. Um, but she was constantly always there. I was very coddled. Right. So yeah. I, I never really developed like sort of a sense of, um, feeling safety just by myself. I always, uh, totally. I, I need other people around me to feel safe and grounded and better. Hence the, the sex thing. Yes. Um, I, yes, I, I, I need that. like outward, mm -hmm. Um, intention for me to feel, feel good. And, and that has been a huge uh, growth for me over this last year. Cause I did a TV show recently and I had to be away from my kids, be away from my husband. I would mm -hmm. fly back on the weekends to see them, but it, it took a lot for me to feel safe and have that self-soothing talk. So yes. I would like, I'd like to be more like that. I'd like to let my husband go and direct a film and let him for five hours, just like not even yeah. think about me. Cause every five <laughs> hours I'm like, have you thought about me? And he's like, I'm just making sure that we get, like, make sure that we get the pages in the day. And I'm like, but me, um, I'm like, wait, where were you shooting? How far away were you? We're in Australia, but we're in two different States. And the problem is because oh, of COVID, they had a massive outbreak. And so they'd shut the borders and they just, mm. so, so there was a lot of fear and anxiety surrounded by, you know, the fact that the Australian government could pretty much shut the borders at any time. And if they yes. did, we'd have to get the fuck out of there. Right. Like I'd have mm -hmm. to like, scary. stop and go. And so, you know, it took a lot for me to actually trust myself. Totally. And I think that that's a, the biggest journey that I'm on is just trusting myself, trusting that I'm enough. Um, yeah. But I do say that if my husband leaves me, he has to do it soon because I feel like I have about five years left of like good stuff to like give to Yeah, <laughs> right. To like, jump, to like jump ship. I just fully get you. Totally. you. know what I mean? Like I just leave you. me in my 40s. You can leave me in my 40s, but like I yeah. still... <laughs> But no, that's, that's my, that's my journey is just feeling, and maybe your journey is being more vulnerable with people. And totally, I need to, but you know, what's funny, like you're saying this and I'm like, shit, I'm really like, I'm taking a lot from this because like, for instance, my son, he still likes me to like sleep in his room at night or be there mm. when he falls asleep. And I'm always like, I don't think this is good because I think that he needs to learn to self-soothe and know that he can fall asleep on his own. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm there is because of course I was like left alone, like basically in a basement by myself to like go to bed at night with nobody mm -hmm. tucking me in even. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm overcompensating and projecting like my own childhood shit onto him. But mm-hmm. really, I'm overcorrecting probably because I probably should let him try to fall asleep on his own so that he knows he can do it. I think that what you're saying and he feels safe. Really resonating with me. And I'm uh, but he feels he feels safe. Like you know that he feels safe with you. So it's okay for him to learn self-soothing techniques. Mm-hmm. My husband yeah, was a latchkey kid, right? He went in, he like he didn't see his mom until like at the end of the night. So he has yeah. the same kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But there has to be like some kind of middle ground where you teach your children how to self-soothe, but also they know that you're always going to be there for them. They know that you're not yes. going to put them in a, a situation that is yes. fearful and, and just abandon them. So so, yeah. you know, I think we're all trying to deal with stuff from our, from our childhoods, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of not trying to overcompensate with that. I think totally. yeah, do whatever you do to work me too. He's like, I just want to co- come <laughs> in. I just want to talk about my feelings. I'm like, he's so good. You guys have no idea. This kid is whatever you do. Do not fall into the trap. Do not fall into the trap that I did where she now sleeps in the bed with us. Oh yeah. my God, I've done it. Oh my God, girl, I've been there. I, I mean, so now he's like, I prefer my bed is more comfortable. So now guess what? I sleep in a fucking bunk. <laughs> like, that's the level. I don't sleep with my here. kids, guys. I've made it such an like, important. Really, and it's so that's like, good. that's how you get more sex is like, yeah. you sleep with your husband at night. And we, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not a <laughs> Maybe you're having sex once a month because you're sleeping in a bunk bed. Maybe that's. <laughs> That could be true. That could be true. That could yeah. be true. It's yeah. a slippery slope all around. <laughs> oh, is it? I mean, it really is. It really is. Um, and it, we're so excited about the book. Hello, City of Likes, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. congratulations, girl. That's Thank amazing. You. That was a fucking marathon, man. Yeah. That was. That was like you know when we talk about like things not working out. That was like square peg round hole from day one. Really? It has been a fucking journey. And and like I've rewritten, I've rewrote it like three times before it was in any kind of shape that, you know, that, that it is now, I guess. But, um, mm-hmm. but nobody wanted that book from me. Everybody thought I was going to write another memoir. Publishers, all the top publishers passed on it, which is mm-hmm. why it feels so fucking good that it's going to uh. be on shelves next week. And it is so like Jaws, this time it's personal because I'm like, Cannot wait for you guys all to have to have this in your fucking faces because, like, this book <laughs> is my best book, and you're lost. You're lost. You could have been on the boat. You could have been on the boat, but instead, sorry. <laughs> Do you think because it does, you know, it speaks a lot to social media and, of course, mm-hmm. of likes? Like, how's your I have a very big love hate relationship with social media I do a lot of business on social media I work with a lot of brands I'm very grateful too um but it also can suck my soul and how is your relationship with social media Mm. and how do you not go down that dark rabbit hole and maybe you don't like me who sits there like looking like like Friends. No, I'll get on those deep scrolls where like all of a sudden the Instagram oh. tells you you're all caught up. It's like somebody in <laughs> a bar being like, you've had enough, ma'am. You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so no, I, I do. And I, that's why I had to write this book. It's, this book is like, so my most personal book, even though it's f- fiction, mm-hmm. uh, but it is my most personal book. And it is, a, I, t- I talked a lot about like, just like the missteps I've made along the way and sort mm-hmm. of owning that and talking about how, I feel like as a culture, it just, this is such this, like, it's such a pervasive, crazy thing that's happened to us as like specifically millennial moms, but like this addiction to this sort of need for external validation from total Mm -hmm. fucking strangers. Like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? And I had to call it out because I'm fucking guilty of it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do that in a book that was like a bit of a satire, you know, like I, I poke a lot of fun at New York and, and the women that I've kind of come in contact with here, but it's definitely, it's a fairy tale, but it's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, I really hope that people walk away from it going, yeah, like if I'm so busy sort of presenting and curating my life online for other people, how present am I in my real life for the people that actually matter? that's the scary part because it is like going down the slippery slope. And I'm also worried for our kids because, you know, now, I mean, I know when my daughter was two, she knew how to like open the phone and like scroll through. And it's like, 
how also do we like make sure that our kids don't get into this crazy mm-hmm. like comparison of like, you know, these strangers and social media and am oh, I this? And that? Am I... It's so scary, right? Mm-hmm. But to mention who's on the other side of that. You no, know, that's why I won't show my kids faces. There's no fucking mm-hmm. way. Like there's no amount of money. I, I won't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a strict no show the kid, like not Never. showing the kids. Okay. Never. Yeah. Yeah. And then my son's like, why? Why is there a flame over my head? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just what I don't know. When I took the photo, that's just what the camera did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly think that out of I, I don't have an addictive personality. I've you you would think that being a child actress that you know you get so much dopamine and so much mm-hmm. serotonin, like constantly getting those huge highs and huge wins from such a young age that you search for it as you get older. And I'm grateful that I haven't fallen down in that path, but. Mm. I definitely think I'm addicted to social media. And I think there are times it is unhealthy for me and my relationships like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but I can't stop, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes my kid will be right there, her beautiful three-year-old face. And I'm looking at TikTok videos because, you know, not because it it is my business. It's 50% Mm -hmm. of my business, Yes, but Mm -hmm. there is a, then they've gone into it on um, uh, Netflix did a special on it. They're the way that they have designed these apps mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. our dopamine levels to get these quick fixes of yes. being, being rewarded. Right. So mm-hmm. we're constantly thinking like sips of alcohol. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you don't have your sip of alcohol and I'm reaching for the phone because I need, yep. I need that dopamine rush again. And yes. it's like, I need to figure out, and maybe we all do in some way, like, detoxes just like we mm-hmm. detox our body just like we, de- mm-hmm. like we detox our minds because mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like it's it's a very unhealthy path and yeah i, I suffer from it that's mm-hmm. that's my biggest struggle right now and is- then try to sell a book like <sighs> like you're yeah. like i need it it's like all about like why you need social media yeah. need instagram to sell mm-hmm. the damn thing it's mm-hmm. such a you know double-edged sword yeah it's a total double-edged sword so i heard uh, diablo cody is part of this now yes. like yeah how did so that crazy. come about because you guys are adapting it for tv yes okay yeah. uh that happened because i've known well, i knew i've known brooke for a long time and her husband dan who i love actually mm-hmm. did ayahuasca with him and chelsea oh, that's oh, no way. so yeah. yeah and nice. um i called her actually it was funny i called her this was, I don't know, early last year. And I was like, Brooke, I really want to have you and Dan on my podcast. My podcast is called third wheel. And I mm-hmm. pry into like the private lives of couples, uh-huh. which is a lot of fun. And she goes, Jenny, <laughs> Dan and I have been divorced for two years. I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens during the pandemic, right? They, lose. Yeah. they live in LA. She's like, it's all good. Like we're best friends still, yada, yada. And I said, I was like, okay, okay. Well, no worries, no worries. And she's like, well, what are you working on? And I said, I have this Sony just optioned this, uh, you know, my book. And I said, I'm looking for a supervisor. I really want to find somebody who should I go out to? Like, who's right for me? Who Mm -hmm. would be great? And she's like, well, is this something that I would be right for? And I'm like, Brooke, you're like, you just got done working with Madonna. Like you're winning. (laughs) She's always been like, I've only known her as like Oscar award winning. Like I, and so I've only known her as like major and totally like out of my league, Uh you know? Um, and she's like, well, so, you know, send me the book. And I didn't think anything of it, you guys. Mm-hmm. As you know, like being in LA, who thinks anything of anybody saying, send me anything. Mm-hmm. So I sent her the book and I went away and I was in Austria. I, I my kids speak German and, I'm, and I speak German. So I go to Austria a lot. So I was in Austria um, over like the Christmas break and I got a text from her. She's just like, Jenny, I've always been a fan of your writing. This is the best thing you've ever written. And um, we'll get into the, like, you know, mm-hmm the supervising piece of it later, but I just want you to tell you, this is like fucking going to be a huge mm-hmm. book. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, dropped the I couldn't even breathe. Right. Like I, I just like, I'll never forget that moment. Just standing there, like with my like milk froth foamer. Morning. I'm like, oh my God. I'm vibrating. I'm like, oh God. And I waited and waited. And I told Sony, I was like, the book, like the book. And, and, and I, you know, I left it at that. And and then they kind of urged me, they're like, well, ask her, you know, if she'd want to supervise you, like, you're going to ask her. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And finally it was like down to the wire, like last minute. They're like, no, like you really need to ask her. Otherwise we're going to like, start like looking for people for you. And I was just like, Hey Brooke, I came back. This was after new year's. And I said, 
I was, I just want to follow up. Like, I know you liked the book and I was just, and she's like, Jenny, duh. Like, I fucking love it. Like, I'd be honored if you would have me. And I'm like, (laughs) I couldn't even believe it was real. And until the deal like closed with lawyers and everything, I was just like, pinch me please don't wake me from this dream. Mm. I want to like, just keep having this dream happen. Um, and yeah. And, and now like it's real and, and, and I'm manifested it. be happier. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't believe in manifesting, but you no, I'm like, it created it. The work paid off. The work manifest and then inspired action. Just work, just keep working and it's going to happen for you. Well, we never want you to leave, but we do have a never have I ever. Do you mind just playing? Yeah, yeah sure. You can go and have your best, life, live your best life. But please also let me know about Nashville because I really want you to come. Come, please come. Yes. We're having like a big party. It's going to be fun. I don't know. I've never been, I haven't been invited to a party in Nashville yet. So. <laughs> oh my, well, I've never, I have been in Nashville since I shot a commercial there at like 19. So I'm really it's excited awesome. to like experience the time uh, <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. Okay. Never have I ever. Okay. So okay. you just have to say I have, or I've never. Okay. Mm. Do you want to start? Or do you want to yes. Start? Never have I ever multitasked during sex. Meaning done it. Compl- you have. Yeah. Okay. And what does that even mean? <laughs> so done a totally separate activity whilst having sex. Oh yes. yeah. Always like, yeah. Yeah. So what was your multitask? There was one that was like really funny and I forget like if it was like, I was still, oh yeah. Jason hates this one. I was like still like brush, like brushing the dog's hair. And he's like, can you stop? Like I was like grooming the dogs and he was like, can you really like leave them alone? So weird. It feels like I'm in a threesome with our like pets. <laughs> Damn it. Have you multitasked during sex? I've like finished emails and stuff. I've been on the phone with you, Roxy. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I have, I have definitely multitasked. It was the morning of our women on top photo shoot. And David came in with a raging heart on. I was a little bored oh, too. Right. And I was still doing my skincare regime. At the oh, I remember so that. Kept... That's why you were so glowing that day. <laughs> right, exactly. That's there you funny. go. <laughs> All right, Tam, and you're up. Normally, the sex is good that I want to be present. But, um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, never have I ever suck, used the nose Frida on my kid and accidentally sucked some snot <gasps> into my own mouth. <laughs> Do you know what the nose free is? Uh, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever done that either. I, I think they're pretty good. Like, it seems like you're going to suck it into your mouth, but you, you, you kind you of don't. like, it doesn't you don't. like, yeah, okay, there's good. like a safety mm. device there. <laughs> but I definitely uh, it's not for sure. Have you done that, Tamman? Have you sucked um, it? No, it normally gets in the thing, but I've like my kid yesterday has snot everywhere that uh-huh. when they go to daycare. And uh, she just like put it in my mouth. And I was like, hmm, salty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I definitely had that in my mouth. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Sexy. Yes. Okay. Never have I ever left the house and lied to my partner and stayed gone just to get away from everybody. Oh, I do that a lot. <laughs> it's like a weekly occurrence yeah, over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. When he's, yeah. When he's on a movie set, you're just like, oh, I'm still here. I'm like, I'm on vacation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, he'll be like, I'm taking the kids to my parents' house tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I have to work this weekend. Yeah. I can't have fun with them. Give them my best. Right. <laughs> See him on the flip side. Yeah. Never have I ever kissed a girl and liked it? Kissed a girl and liked it? Yeah. Oh, tons of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you asking me this question? Yes. I okay. said to someone the other day, I was like, doesn't, didn't everyone have a girlfriend when they were 25? <laughs> yes. Didn't they? If they, if people like, aren't like kind of gay, I feel like I don't trust them completely. Like <laughs> girls that are like so straight. I'm like, something's weird there. Like, she's just too straight. Like there's something up. Like, suspicious an alien, maybe. Okay, more. Um, never have I ever been arrested. Hmm, I've been arrested. You have? Mm-hmm. Okay. How was it? What happened? Um, how was it? I was arrested <laughs> when I was in high school and it was uh-huh. like a car got pulled over and there was like weed in the car and we were, mm. there was like a curfew thing in Arizona. So they took us in on like curfew violation and our parents had to come pick us up and they like put us in the back of a paddy wagon and 
you know, the whole time I was like trying to like win the cops over and be like, guys, really like, you don't have to do this. And I mean, it was just terrible. It was so embarrassing. They're like, you and the clogs get in the fucking car. <laughs> it's the clog girl. Yeah. yeah. Tamman, yeah. have you been arrested? No, but when I was working in Australia, they were like, there was like a meet and greet and they were like, get in the back of our car, the cops. And they were like, we're going to speed and go as fast as we can. So like I was 17 in the back of a cop car and they were going so fast going, look how cool this is. And then like someone like ran a red and then we pulled someone over because they ran a red. And I was like, <laughs> so hypocritical. Oh my um, God. Too much of a good, ugh, I just, I want to be bad. Like I want to be, I want to take ayahuasca, but I'm just too scared. I want to be bad. I want to do, you know, things that, I shouldn't do, but I guess <laughs> drugs, some drugs are fine, but yeah, I'm too scared to do anything. I want to do less. Okay. Yes. Um, last one. Never have I ever wanted or have hung out with Kim Kardashian. Mm. No, I have never hung out with Kim Kardashian. Do you want to? <gasps> um, I don't like know anything about them really. Like I'm not, I've never watched the show, but I did have a baby nurse that like was like friends with her baby nurse. And she was like, wanted to take Sid to like their house to have a play date with Northwest years ago. And it was very strange. Cause then I guess Kim was like, didn't Jason Biggs talk shit about me and Kanye? It was like scrolling through Jason's uh, tweets. Oh and I'm like, Oh fuck. This is like a bad can of worms. Like, why are we even getting involved in this? <sighs> Oh, so no play date, no Northwest play date. No, I was like, let's ixnay that. Let's avoid that. (laughs) Well, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. We are so thanks for having me, you guys. More love. I was like, fun. Fun. I was like, is it gonna be what kind of interview is it gonna be? And it was exactly as I expected. It's exactly what we would. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm so glad I delivered. (laughs) (laughs) You were perfection. Well, thank you so much. And please let us know where our listeners can find you. Any more information? JennyMullen.com. Like that's where all the tickets for the, you know, if you want to come see any of the book tour, I have Katie Couric. I have Chelsea Handler. I have Kimberly Williams Paisley, who's going to be with me in Nashville. Um, I have Becca Tobin, who's going to be with me in Austin. I have a great group of girls that are supporting me on the book tour. And then um, my podcast, Third Wheel with Jenny Mullen is on podcast one. Nice. And the book drops next week. What's and the... the book? You guys, the book is out of book. Oh my god, the book! Every single second of my life, I'm like just trying to sell these damn pre-orders because you know the pre-orders like matter. Like yes. if you don't, you'll never write another book again if you don't. People don't get it. They're like, I'll pick. My friends are like, I'll pick it up in the store when it's out. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like if I don't show numbers that like I was able to pre-sell the book. Like I'm never gonna write another book. <laughs> So it comes out June 14th. It's called City of Likes. It's available everywhere. And um, I'm so proud of it. It's really, it is my third child. Oh, that's so great. Well, don't forget, and guys, our audience, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment so we can keep yes. bringing you amazing guests like Jenny. Thank you guys so much. Um, we Thank are you guys. Apparently. Thank you. And, uh, I am Tamin Sursok. And I am a Roxy Manning. And we are women on Go Jenny. Jenny's like, what is this? I was like, where are we going? Stop.